Welcome to War Stories. I'm Preston Stewart, and this is a show where we talk about America's military history through the lens of individual acts of heroism and valor. Enjoy. All right, today we've got the story of Sergeant John Holcomb. Sergeant Holcomb was a team leader serving in the Vietnam War with uh, Delta Company, part of 2nd Battalion, 7th Cavalry Regiment, or 27 Cav, um, that's rolled up under the 1st Cavalry Division. In December, early December 1968, he and his company would be taking part in a six-month operation known as Sheridan Sabre. Operation Sheridan Sabre was taking part along the Cambodian border on the southern portion of Vietnam, or in the southern portion of Vietnam, and it was designed to stop the inflow of North Vietnamese fighters into the South. This was an issue that really plagued the entire war that we never really solved. We, the United States, never really solved. If you look at a map, Vietnam is long and thin, but shaped like a uh, like a crescent, like a half circle. And you had North Vietnam and South Vietnam. The United States during the Vietnam War was aligned with South Vietnam and were waging war against North Vietnam and their supporters. Their, their militant supporters would be, um, you know, a term that's a little more common is Viet Cong would be uh, supporters of North Vietnam or at least um, opposers of South Vietnam operating in South Vietnam. But a problem the United States had and a problem that Vietnam or the South Vietnam had was we could block off access. If you if you put up a, a wall, an impermeable wall all around Vietnam, the United States and South Vietnam had resources to, you know, check every person coming in and out of between coming between these two countries, it it was a feasible ask to shut off a border. What became impossible to enforce was troops coming in, North Vietnamese troops coming in through Cambodia and Laos. And remember, I said it's shaped like a semicircle with the north on the top and the south on the bottom, which means a straight line distance. The easiest way to get from north to south is through these neutral countries of Cambodia and Laos. And that's what North Vietnamese were doing. Um, smart move on their part for a lot of reasons. Why, uh, why take the enemy head on when you can sneak around the backside, especially when the United States was not supposed to be involved in Cambodia or Laos. I know we, we were for periods of time. It was hidden for periods of time, but um, we were not supposed to be bombing these countries. We were not supposed to be on the ground in these countries. So, you know, the North Vietnamese, the North Vietnamese soldiers didn't have a free pass by any stretch, but, um, they had a pretty good route, uh, ended up being referred to as the Ho Chi Minh trail named after the leader of North Vietnam, where they would come down through, uh, Laos and Cambodia into South Vietnam where they would fight and then evacuate their wounded back out. Anyways, bring it back full circle. Operation Sheridan Sabre is a six-month operation in 1968 designed to help stop the flow of fighters and materials into South Vietnam. Sergeant Holcomb and Delta Company are tasked with conducting a reconnaissance in force. 
They're going to do this by taking a helicopter into a, an area. They'll mark a landing zone or an LZ. They'll land. They'll kick out as a company, you know, about 100 soldiers, and recon enforce the area. So there's going to be um, – they're ready for a fight. I would say they're expecting a fight. Um, recon enforce – there's a couple ways to conduct reconnaissance. But when you come in with a company-sized element, they're, they're looking for and kind of expecting a fight which is just what their mission is here. Something else to keep in mind is the time period here. So the battle of Idrang Valley is relayed in the book. We were soldiers once and young. It's the movie. We were soldiers. That's commonly looked at as the first major U S battle in Vietnam and the first major implementation of helicopter assaults into and out of hotspots in Vietnam. It wasn't the first use case. It wasn't the, it wasn't the exact first time that was used, but that's kind of looked at as the, the first major battle where both sides got to see how this could be utilized. This, it was the first battalion, 7th Cav, the sister unit of John Holcomb that took part in the Battle of Idrang um, with some assistance as the fight raged on from, um, from another regiment as well as, as 27 Cav. But that was three years prior. That was in 1965. It's 1968 now. December 3rd, 1968 is the day that Sergeant Holcomb's helicopter is getting ready to land as part of this reconnaissance in force. The reason that's important is the enemy has now had at least three years to understand how Americans move around the battlefield. We're not going to be moving on roads all the time. We're not going to be busting brush through the jungles all the time. A lot of times we're going to be landing helicopters and helicopters can't land anywhere. They have to have they have to meet certain criteria. It has to be relatively level ground. They're not going to land in a forest. They don't want to land right up against a tree line because there could be an enemy fighter 10 feet away. They want to be able to land in relatively open areas, relatively flat. And we can't even have, you know, a bunch of 10 foot trees even or shrubs like we call them. So when you look at a map of a battlefield, there's not 4,000 landing zones, especially when you look at a company size element coming in in multiple helicopters, a dozen or more helicopters, there's only a few spots they can land. I say that because once Sergeant Holcomb's unit lands and they kick out into a defensive perimeter, all hell breaks loose. The enemy thought not to be there, was right on top of them. They opened up with mortars, which means that they were expecting an American force at some point, rockets and RPGs, a lot of small arms and heavy machine gun fire and remote controlled explosive devices in and around the landing zone. You don't set up remote controlled explosive devices if you don't think the enemy is going to be in that location. We weren't fighting a stupid enemy. We, we, we never really have. And the North Vietnamese soldiers, the Viet Cong, were learning every day whether or not they, they were a part of the operation or could just talk to somebody or, or step back and observe what was happening, they could reasonably expect that the U.S. Army would come to that area via helicopter and they'd mark down which LZs those would be. And they, they mined, booby-trapped, either way, I think is a fair term. Um, booby-trapped makes it sound almost like it's unfair, and I don't think that's the right way to put it. It's a very deliberate, um, it's a very deliberate approach they took. Nonetheless, Sergeant Holcomb's unit finds themselves taking fire, heavy fire 
from at least three sides from a estimated battalion size force. So again, Sergeant Holcomb's unit, Delta company, you're looking at about a hundred soldiers. When you talk battalion, you're in the 500 to a thousand size, 500 to a thousand men size. So minimum five to one outnumbered heavily in again, an area that's been apparently prepared to kill Americans. Sergeant Holcomb does what a leader does. He moves back and forth between his men, gets them set into position, assigns them sectors of fire, redistributes ammunition, makes sure that they have what they need as this attack is kicking off. By bad luck, the main portion of the enemy assault is right at Sergeant Holcomb's squad. So there's a, a pretty substantial fight. His machine gunner is hit. So Sergeant Holcomb assumes that's a critical weapon system. Sergeant Holcomb assumes that machine gun and begins 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 defending the area against this enemy attack and, and is able to repel the first wave. When that and there's a little break in time here, and during this lull in the fighting, Sergeant Holcomb gets up, treats his wounded, consolidates the wounded, again distributing ammunition, is being a leader. And then the second wave kicks off. So he's right back into the machine gun, manning in this, this relatively exposed frontmost position, pushing back the enemy attack. And he does so again. So a second time really spearheads the defense of this American landing zone. Something that I, I should have stepped back and brought up again, it comes up in the movie and the book, We Were Soldiers, is that the benefit of this helicopter warfare landing, being able to bounce in and around the battlefield, was mobility. The danger was that helicopters couldn't get everywhere. So if a landing zone is overrun, the helicopters couldn't come in and get you. So defending that landing zone was life or death. With the enemy assault hitting Sergeant Holcomb so hard, they know that they they know very quickly that they're going to need to call in reinforcements. This is not a company fight. They have to hold the landing zone. They have to make sure that they can bring in troops behind them. Sergeant Holcomb helps push back the second attack. In doing so, struck by an enemy rocket that destroys the machine gun, severely wounding him. Another lull in the fighting. Now that he's repelled the second attack, he starts crawling back. Now, this isn't some pristine field they're fighting in. There's mortars. The mortars and artillery haven't. The mortars and rockets haven't stopped. The machine gun fire, heavy machine guns, light machine guns, assault rifle, like that hasn't stopped. The brush is on fire. There's shells exploding all over the place. There's wounded and dead lying everywhere. Sergeant Holcomb, now severely wounded, crawls through burning grass fires with shells bursting all around him to consolidate his men into a more defensible position. His wound, which would end up being fatal, or he's he's wounded, like I said, and that, that wound would end up being fatal. He... he makes his way back to the platoon radio. At this point, Sergeant Holcomb is the only, is the senior most man in his platoon alive. He recognizes that, gets on the platoon radio, calls in their position and starts directing artillery strikes as the final North Vietnamese wave approaches. His direction within that artillery strike stopped the assault in his tracks and his men were able to hold on until another one of their companies came in to reinforce and relieve the beleaguered Delta company. This battle would cost 24 American lives. 
during the whole of Operation Sheridan Saber, 219 Americans would die. So 219 over six months, 24 in a few hour battle here. That's how vicious the fighting was for Delta Company and for Sergeant Holcomb. That's how well-prepared the enemy positions were. Something that that stands out to me, I guess I, I started to get into this, but Sergeant Holcomb would die of his wounds, suffered that day. He was 22 years old. For his actions, for leading his men until the last, for using the last of his energy to consolidate his guys and treat the wounded and call in those critical artillery strikes. For doing that, he'd be awarded the Medal of Honor posthumously. What stands out to me there in his actions in the last few minutes is there's so many cases where there's times where you just have to take action and not look for permission or not wonder, should somebody else be doing this? I can I guarantee he did not know he was the most senior surviving member of the platoon. There's not time. It's not the situation to look around and and you're not running up and down the line asking. He just understood that he was senior. Anybody could have done it. He recognized that as a leader, he needed to get on the line, make that call and, and do everything he could to keep the enemy at bay. He didn't know it was the last strong push by the enemy forces that day. It might not have been, there might've been more to come, but his, spending his last breath calling in those strikes um, certainly put an end to the, the North Vietnamese assault. So December 3rd, 1968, in the middle of Operation Sheridan Saber, Sergeant John Holcomb you know, leads the defense of the American position, pushing back North Vietnamese soldiers time and again and using his last breath to call in artillery strikes to protect his men. 24 Americans would die that day the deadliest day of Operation Sheridan Saber, but would have been substantially worse if it wasn't for the actions of Sergeant John Holcomb. Hey, thanks for listening to War Stories. If you get a chance, it'd mean an awful lot if you could head over to Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast and leave a review. It helps others to, to find the show. But thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time.